Hey, welcome to the Herfcast, everybody. I'm Brian, your host. And this episode, we've got Michael Burnham joining me uh, via video chat. Um, he is from stogiejournal.com. That's stogie with a Y. Stogiejournal.com. And now he is with DAV Cigars. So we talk about both of those for a while. We talk about food. We talk about drinks, all kinds of stuff. We had a good time. Uh, Michael's been on the show before. Um, he did a, a like guest spot on the Miguel episode uh, where we did a, a review at the end of that. And we did a you know just a regular episode with him before that. So uh, hopefully you enjoy. Don't forget to check out my webpage. I will have stuff coming up in the store soon. I'm getting some shirts made. I got some stickers. Uh, so be on the lookout for that, which is also going to uh, feed into the Patreon as well. So go to the website, check out the Patreon links, and you know see what see what I've got going on there. I don't have the shirts or anything set up yet, but the shirts are going to be a part of the five dollar tier. So check that out if you think I deserve it. Awesome, I appreciate it. So enjoy the show. All right, man. So yeah, what are you smoking? So I am smoking an Oliva Connecticut Tubo. So. I picked up Holtz was having a sale on these. So somebody told me you age these things for like three or four years and they just turn into the best Connecticut you'll have. So I picked up a box from Holtz was like on sale for under 50 bucks for 10. And this was right when in January, when we were getting all that crappy weather Yeah. And it took things like two weeks to come, like they were sitting in trucks for two weeks. I tried to call them and be like, Hey, like, UPS keeps saying they delivered it, but they're not delivering it. Just don't even, I don't even want to accept it at this point. These cigars can't be good. So the day after I call, of course they get delivered and the foot of every single cigar is cracked except for one. (laughs) I was so bummed, man. So I called them and they ended up at first I was like, cause I didn't want to have to deal with the process now of sending them back and then, you know, getting them again. So I was like, how about you just credit me for the damaged ones? And I'll keep them and repair the ones I can. And the other ones I'll throw away, call it a day. Yeah. And they go, okay, well, we'll credit you six bucks. I'm like six bucks, six bucks, man. That's it's every single cigar. Yeah. So I, I ended up getting the manager on the phone and she gave me a much better deal. I ended up paying like $15 for the box. So I just threw a little of that cigar glue on there, fixed the ones I could, but this is the first one I'm smoking and it's really nice. Yeah. So, uh, I I ended up going with uh, the Angels Anvil from Crown Heads, the TAA 2015. Yeah. So, what Vitola is that? Oh, uh, it is about uh six and a half by fifty two, fifty four. Is that a torpedo? No, just a flat top. Yeah. How is it so, good? Oh yeah, yeah. That's uh, I've had I've had this one before once a while back uh and i just picked up uh five more of them a buddy of mine oh that's a buddy of mine uh was selling off some so i i picked the five pack of these up and then i picked up uh uh three paniolo from 2016 and three paniolos from 2017 oh nice so you smoke any of those yet no i haven't so, uh, I figured those are, I'm definitely not going to be coming across those 
Yeah. Any anytime soon. So figured I'll save those. I'm I'm actually trading one. Um one guy's got a uh Tatuaje uh TAA fiftieth, I think. Oh yeah, those aren't bad. Um so I'm trading him the uh a sixteen for that. Uh because I, I really want to try that. You haven't had one? No. No. They didn't sell well around here. They still have them at one of the shops I go to. Oh yeah? Yeah. So. I'll pick you up one if you like the other one. All right, cool. That sounds good. That's that's nice about the the regional aspect of it. Uh I, I was talking about this with uh, Dan from Zebrahead, or no, 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 it was uh, was Shane, but about how this shop will have, uh, you know, they'll sell, they'll just sell out of one cigar, but the shop down the street can't sell them for the life of them, you know. Oh yeah. Like I, I've got a shop here that still has um, the Las Cavaleras 2017s because they didn't sell very well like to the point where they didn't even order the 18s and that's crazy i thought those cigars were really good but i think a lot of people had high expectations because of the first one yeah well it's i i like i definitely like the 17 a lot better than the 18 Um, yeah i didn't dude i didn't even bother smoking the 18 yeah that's i i had i had it twice uh I had the Robusto, then I had another one. I, I can't remember what the other size was, but neither one of them really did it for me. So this is like, uh, I'll I'll pick up the rest of the 17s that they have down at 1101 and, you know, call it a day. Yeah, that's not a bad plan, man. I had um, somebody else reviewed it for the website, and any time I walked into a humidor for Crown Heads and they had no LaCram 18, it was a no-brainer. Yeah. So, yeah, the... The La Creme is that's one that I'm still on the fence with. Um, no, what, the, the limited edition. No, no, no. I haven't had the limited edition. I'm just saying the the regular run. Oh, um, dude, the regular run. You got? Do you have any limited edition around you? Uh, not that I've seen. Oh, they still. I know they still have them over at Lake Country Cigars. I'll grab you one. Yeah, dude, that yeah. cigar might have been the best cigar of last year. Nice. All right, so for. Anybody who didn't listen to the first episode with Michael, uh, Michael's up by Milwaukee, uh, and I'm outside of Chicago. So, um, what are you drinking there? So, I am drinking, I just got back from Mexico, was there for a week. So, I'm drinking a bottle of Havana Club Selection. It is their, like, I don't know if it's, it's definitely not their most top level rum, but it's really good. We went to the, um, Funny story. We went to the La Casa del Habanos in Playa del Carmen when we were down there. Yeah. And me and my uncle. My uncle's a very successful guy. He always likes to pay for things. But, you know, I don't want him to, you know, I don't like that. So I said, all right, you buy the cigars, I'll buy them up. Yeah. He goes, okay. So we got a couple of eight Chupman. I think I smoked the Magnum 54, 52 or something. And he grabbed a Connoisseur B. So he checked out. I'm looking at the rum, and I see this Havana Club. It says 2017 on it, and it's a green bottle. I'm like, oh, I've never seen that before. I'll take, you know, two glasses of that. So she goes, okay. She's like, that'll be 1,850 pesos. And I'm like, what? I was like, 
I don't know too much about pesos, but it sounds like a lot of pesos. So I'm up doing the math, and it was like something like sixty some dollars a glass. So I was like, well, I got the got the crap end of that one, but dude, that, that rum was might have been the best liquor I've ever tried. Oh yeah, couple drops on your tongue. It's all you needed, and it just brought out beautiful flavors in the cigars. Well, I wasn't sure what I was going to drink tonight. Uh, I'm at the stop and grab some beer because I was kind of in the beer mood earlier, uh, but I didn't get a chance to. Um, then I was on the fence of what bottle I was going to pull down, and since you were drinking rum, I figured I'd just grab the uh, the bottle of Ron Zacapa. So I've got the twenty twenty three year. Yeah, nice rum, dude. Yeah, nice rum. So I've got I got the uh, Zacapa and the Angels Anvil. So. That sounds like a good combo. Yeah, yeah. So far, so good. I'll tell you what, man. The other day, I tried out a uh, Zaya because I'm I'm oh. new I'm new to rum, and I'll tell you, like Zaya, I was not a fan of. Not uh, not at all, man. It tastes like I bought a bottle. I don't know. It was not that long ago. Maybe in the last four months, the liquor store across the street had it with the glasses. I'm actually drinking out of the glass right now. I really like them. They got this little <laughs> bird on them. Yeah, the hummingbird. Dude, the rum tasted like chemically like there's a, a weird taste to it yeah it's it's like it's too sweet and it's you know like the i, I think the chemical i i think that's i think that just kind of goes with the with the heat of it like it's it's sweet it it's hot uh i don't know it was weird like when when i when i first brought the glass to my face like i smelled it and it it smelled like cream soda to me it's like, well, this isn't supposed to. <laughs> that, that's not what I was expecting or what I was looking for. So it sounds like you got a better experience than me. When I did that, I was like, oh man, it smells like chemicals. I was like, it smells like the packaging. Something just didn't smell right to me. Yeah, and it was it was on the rum too. I couldn't. I just couldn't get past it. But dude, if you're new to rum, rum is I think some the liquor that I've drank the longest. Do you have total wine by you? No, but I've got uh, Benny's and Wise Guys, so. Uh, so they only have this rum at Total Wine. Okay. It's it's from Barbados. It's called Kenichi XL. It's it's like inexpensive too. It might be thirty dollars a bottle, but it's aged for fifteen years, and then uh, aged for an additional eighteen months in brandy cask. It's incredibly unique. It's ultra smooth. Other than that, Havana Club that I had down in Mexico, I think that might be one of my top rums. Yeah. Oh, I, I've been drinking. I bought six bottles of Havana Club. I bought one of the Maestro, a bunch of the seven, and then one of the three-year. And I think that um, that the Kenichi, it would go that green bottle of Havana Club, then the Kenichi before any other Havana Club. Yeah. That sounds like uh, like the, the, the budget-friendly way to go for sure. Oh, you can't beat it, man. Thirty dollars or whatever it is for for a bottle of rum, top yeah. shelf with over sixteen years age on it. All right, man. Let's uh, let's see what's what's going on with uh, Stogie Journal. Anything new and exciting? Um, yeah, man. So, um, slowing down on the reviews a little bit, but we're focusing more on live videos. So we're going to events in the area or events when I travel, and just live videos like we covered a Drew Estates event. Um, we covered what else? I did a little tour of the 
uh, La Casa del Habanos. And then just last week, I was in Waukegan, Illinois for a DAV event. And if you guys don't know about DAV, they are, well, they've been around for like three and a half years, but they've been mostly in Europe. They came to IPCPR last year for the first time. They're incredibly unique cigars. That's uh, all Dominican filler in them. Um, some D Dominican binder in most of them. And then uh, Ecuadorian Habano wrappers, Ecuadorian Connecticut wrappers, and um, a Mexican San Andreas wrapper on one of them. And these cigars, man, I, I went there my first time trying them, met the owners, was blown away by how the owners were, how they treated their cigars, how they talked about their cigars. You know, they came up to me and they, they said, you know, introduce themselves. And they said, you don't like it? Tell me and I'll make sure I get you something you like. Just, you know, straightforward guys. They're, you know, they wanted the honest opinion. I think I bought seven or eight of them and smoked through them in two days. Yeah. Oh, uh, you said they're European? Uh, so that they're an American company, or I guess you could say they're both. The guys are from, one guy's uh, from New York, the other guy's from Armenia, but lives in New York City. Okay. Yeah, um, both of Armenian descent. All right. Doing more videos on Stogie Journal now, cutting back on the reviews. Um, how long are these videos that you're doing? Um, anywhere from like two minutes to 20 minutes. Okay, that's not bad. Yeah. I mean, you know, as long as it's interesting and we did one, the one video that I did to kick off the videos, remember when we had that day where it was like negative 60? Yeah. I sat outside and drank rum and smoked a cigar in the snow. Yeah. That's, I, I see, I seen the pictures of that. I, I did not see the video. Dude, it was miserable, man. It was so, Yeah. I left, I had left that bottle in the car and when I had to take my gloves off to use the phone. So my fingers, I, kind of stopped feeling some of them i went to pick up the the glass of rum that was just as cold as the temperature outside oh my god dude it burned my fingers it was terrible and we lost we lost signal before i could smoke through it oh that's no good at all no it was kind of funny though yeah i don't know how interesting it was but it was funny uh, it's all about the entertainment entertainment value I mean, I think, though, it was funnier being the guy doing it. People were driving by looking at me like, is this guy mental? Hey, what's wrong with that guy? Yeah. So. No, that's that's definitely when it's nice to uh, to have the garage and a heater. Um, and I just, I don't know. I have no reason to put myself through uh, through that misery for the cigar. I. If I had to, I probably would, but since I have other options, then you know I'll I'll take it easy on myself. Yeah, I'm with you. I'll smoke a couple in the house every once in a while. We're out, you know, we're out on Brady Street in Milwaukee. So if anybody knows that area, there's not even there, you know, there aren't even driveways, let alone garages. So kind of got to get creative. I'll yeah. use the car sometimes. I just don't like smoking in it too much. Yeah, no, that's I, I I smoke in mine on a regular basis. So, um, I don't know. I, after I, I got to get it nice and detailed. Um, I think after I do that, I'll probably cut back on the smoking for sure. Um, yeah, I know what you mean. I just got a new car recently, so I'm trying to figure out how to get the smoke smell out of the other one to sell it. Yeah. And it's, it's lingering pretty bad. 
Well, that that'll happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. I might just have to sell it to a smoker. Let's see those those that are new. Uh, since we're talking about Stogie Journal, uh, that's Stogie Journal, Stogie with a Y. Stogiejournal dot com. Uh, now, are these are these videos uh, just going to be of the events? Or are you going to be doing like video reviews or just kind of a uh, what's going on in the world videos? I think just kind of going on in the world. You know, the purpose of Stogie Journal is just to get that quick, you know, dirty review, so to speak, really plain and simple, a number you can rely on. And I think if we start doing videos, we're going to be straying away from the original goal. And yeah. I know that video format is what people tend to use more often now, but I don't know if, you know, I, I told you before that IMDB is kind of what sparked the interest to do this. You know, you don't want to have to watch a, a review of a movie for every movie you look up. Yeah. You know, and I don't think that it's the same way with cigars. I just want people to be able to walk into a humidor, Google a cigar and have us pop up and they can go, Oh, 7.2. Okay. You know, yeah. whatever, you know, whatever it is. You were, uh, I, I don't know if you could talk about it or not, but you mentioned earlier that you just picked up a new gig. Oh yeah. I can talk about it, man. So, so, so tell me, uh, where, where did you, uh, start working for? So, yeah. So when I was at that event for DAV, picked up those cigars, taught, had really great conversations with the owners of the company, hung out with them. And we had a rare, uh, fa- fairly warm day for February the next day. So I'm out on the porch and smoking another one of the cigars that I had. It was a um, six by 60. And I'm not a big ring gauge guy by any means, but I grabbed it while I was there. I wanted to try it. So I'm sitting on the porch smoking and I'm blown away by how good it was. So I'm friends with the owners of DAV on Facebook. I messaged the guy Val and I'm like, Hey man, I'm very impressed with everything that you guys had to say and your cigars are blowing me away. I want to work for you. Yeah. So they said, come meet us tonight back at the same spot and we'll talk about it. The rest is history, man. So we've been getting it set up all week. Um, I'm going to be their Midwest sales rep and uh, yeah, DAV will be all around the Midwest. Soon. All right. So when it comes to that, like you, you have your, you have your regular gig. Um, are you going to be doing the DAV in spare time or are you going to be able to kind of do half and half or, or what's your situation going to be there? So luckily with my, my regular gig, I have complete control of that company. Um, so I'm going to be doing DAV, um, first and foremost and hiring somebody to take over what I was doing and I'm soon to still be helping out with the other company, but, uh, definitely less, less there. Right on. Yeah, it's definitely a nice position to be in. So Yeah, I mean, you know, I love cigars. I love the cigar industry, everything that comes comes with it. So for me this is uh this is great. This is a huge step forward. Yeah, that's I w- I was looking into it a little bit. I had I had a buddy steer me in the direction for a company and you know, I was looking into that. I was getting ready to uh apply and send in my resume and everything uh he was going to put in the good word for me all that because uh, I, I had a decent job at whole foods um you know but again that you know the cigar passion kind of takes over uh so i was i was considering switching over for that uh and then 
pretty much like right right at the same time is when I got the call back for the mill and you know I just can't pass that opportunity up you know as as much as I uh, I mean whether you know no no matter how much my schedule sucks uh you know that this is definitely going to provide me and my family a lot better and uh I'll I'll have a lot more money for cigars and it won't be work so there you go you know, yeah, good as long as you know, as long as your work's not work, you're providing for your family and you're smoking cigars, you're living life. At least the way I look at it. Yeah, and that's you know, as much as as much fun as I think being a cigar rep would be for me, um, you know, like an, an, another one of the downsides is you know I've got I got a three year old, so uh, to to give it my all, I really wouldn't have been able to give it my all. Um, you know, I I, I would have hated being away from my kid for a week or two at a time um you know so it's just it it, it was it was better I, I had that moment of clarity that uh i rarely have that says no maybe you should maybe you should go to the right instead of the left here you know well i totally understand that man and i think this is where where it becomes perfect for me i don't have kids yet and you know i love i love uh salesmanship you know yeah to me it's like a you know every person you meet it's like a, a new challenge a new opportunity oh yeah so everything is just for me it's happening at the right time um you mentioned that you're gonna you're gonna come down this way eventually and uh you know just i'll uh i'll be the chaperone for a day we'll just have to set it up to uh, you know a, a day that i have off the only problem there is I don't know my schedule until Thursday for the for the next week. So that's all right, man. We'll make it work. Yeah, I definitely want to get out there. I want to get people in Indiana smoking BAV. Like I said, it's a it's such a unique cigar. I don't know. I I can't compare it to anything. It's uh. So I'll give you an example. They have one cigar. It's called the Aristocrat. There's a flavor on that. That's just. I've tasted it on a few cigars before, but, um, you know, it's, it's a very unique flavor and I can't even put words to it. And it's funny because I was watching, um, you know, I just Googled DAV cigars and clicked videos and I forget who it was. Some guy was given a review. I don't know if it was the same cigar or another one in their different line, but he was saying, you know, kind of along the same thing. Like, he's like, huh, this is a flavor that's new to me. I've never tasted that flavor. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. It's like you, you ever taste a nutty flavor on cigars? Uh, very rare. Yeah, it, 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 so all their almost all their cigars have a nutty flavor, which is one of my my most favorite flavors on cigars. I love that nuttiness, and especially on the retro on their cigars, the nuttiness, the chocolatiness really shines. But um, there's something that accompanies the nuttiness. I don't know what it is, but whatever it is, it's awesome. Yeah. It's, it's a home run, grand slam even. I wonder if that would be in the Dominican or not. Yeah, there. It's all. Yeah, I think it's the Dominican. Yeah, just um, you know, it's a, some sort of undertone outside of the wrapper there. Yeah, no, I because you know, I mean, there's a lot of Ecuadorian habanos running around, so I think it's really. I think their fillers and their binders are are extra special. Yeah, so. That's interesting. Uh, I I'll definitely have to check them out. Uh, 
you know, I'm always, I'm definitely always open for new adventures like that. So, well, dude, we'll definitely get some in your hands and you'll be, uh, maybe you can smoke one on the show or something. We'll get them in the shops by you and have them available in Indiana. Yeah. That's, I mean, I've only got a few, uh, a few in the area, but, uh, the few that are here, they're, they're, they're good shops. So, um, well, are you going to, are you, are you coming down for uh Ristafari? Yeah, I'll be there. Awesome. Are you going to it? Oh yeah, yeah. It's uh. I still, uh, I don't, still don't have a hotel lined up now. All right, now I I say oh yeah, like it's definite. But uh, going back to work, like I have to talk to him tomorrow to see if I could request that day off. So you got to work weekends. Uh, most of the time, and next week I'm on three to eleven, which would put me oh yeah one hundred percent out of the event. So so I won't be there for Friday. Okay. So I'll be there. I'm gonna come Saturday. I don't know what time it kicks off, but I'm gonna drive down Saturday morning. Yeah. So um yeah, Friday Friday's at eleven oh one. Um and I guess they're they're not really doing an event. It's just uh uh a herf for the MHC and the JSK groups, you know. Oh, okay. Uh and then Saturday's like the full on event. So um nice. I'm looking forward to it. Uh I actually uh, just dropped a little bit of money and I'm getting shirts made up, uh, for, nice. for the Herfcast. So that's exciting. Safari or just Herfcast? No, no, just the Herfcast. So, nice. um, so that's, uh, that's something I'm excited for. Uh, and I plan on, you know, taking a, taking a handful of shirts to the event to, to pass them out and whatnot, but, nice. um, make an XL for me. Yeah, that's, uh, well, I got everything from medium to three X. So, oh, perfect. Um, but yeah, I don't think uh, I don't think my wife was too happy when when I told her that, you know, the amount of money that I spent to to get some shirts. So, well, what are you selling a shirt for? Uh, I don't know. That's I mean, like I said at the event, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna hand a couple out. Uh, I I mainly wanted them on hand because I could do a an online uh, like print on demand type store. Yeah, you get screwed on that though. Yeah, I was doing that for a while. Have you? Yeah, I, I took the shop down. They were like the place was adjusting the prices. Like I had them set for like twenty bucks, twenty five bucks or something, and the sh- the place would change the prices. Some days they'd be fifty five dollars. Oh, that's crazy! It made, yeah, made me look like an asshole. Yeah, oh, that's I I wanted them on hand. Uh, you know, basically so that I could control it and I could I could hand them out. I could I could do this. I could do that. But uh, that's uh, yeah, I wanted them because that's I'm gonna add it to uh like the five dollar tier on Patreon, uh, nice. you know something like that. So uh, now I'll have stickers and shirts. So if anybody's interested in that, you know, keep an eye out for that. I'll have them on the store on the website. Um, like I said, I'm gonna be doing something with Patreon for that as well. So I wanna, I'll, dude, I wanna buy a shirt. I don't want you to give me one. I want to pay for it. I want to support the Herfcast. Ah, uh, that's not right. I mean, uh, you know, it, it turned about fair play, man. You gave me the Stogie Journal shirt, so I gotta, I gotta give you the Herfcast oh, yeah. shirt. So, so it, I t- forgot about that. In a, in a roundabout way, you paid for it. So <laughs> that's true. I forgot all about that. Yeah. E- even though I can't Wait, fit, e- 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 even did though I can't a- fit into it now. <laughs> Dude, I can't fit into any of my clothes anymore, man. It's like <laughs> you, you accept the cigar lifestyle. Yeah. You've got to accept the 20, 30 pounds additional weight. Yeah, exactly. Uh, not not to mention I'm operating a crane in a cab right now. So I, you know, I, I have absolutely zero physical activity. 
oh, that's you know, it's how it goes, man. And he, it's funny because you hear about these Hollywood actors that got to trim down for a a roll or something, and they live off of cigarettes. Cigars, it's the opposite, man. The more you smoke, the more you eat. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. What so, shirt did you get? Did you get the blue one or the green one? Uh, the it was the the Brewers colors, the the blue with the gold yeah. print. Yeah, yeah, that Brewers shirt. Yeah, those are awesome. I love them. Yep. So not not I I didn't love it for for the Brewers colors. That's for sure. But, um, you know. Oh yeah. What What are you a Cubs fan? Yeah. That makes sense. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I guess that was a little slap in the face there. <laughs> oh no, no. I I didn't. I didn't. I definitely didn't take it as that. Um, I, it didn't even dawn on me until you mentioned because I I said something about it being Cubby Blue and you're like, yeah, but it's got the Brewers gold. Ah oh, shit. You know what? I didn't realize <laughs> it. You know, blue and gold are like my favorite colors, so that's what I just went with for the shirts and the theme of the website. It didn't even. Didn't even register until my fiance told me, "Hey, that looks just like my brewer shirt." Yeah, yeah. So, but um, you know, when I go to a brewer's tailgate, man, stogies are in all the way. Yeah, yeah, makes it easy that way. So, oh yeah. All right. So since last time, uh, since last time we did this, uh, you've you uh, you went down to visit the uh, Rocky Patel uh, farm, didn't you? Yeah, man. So. Funny enough, same shop that I met the DAV guys at. Well, uh, it's called a Cuban Experience in Waukegan, Illinois. Excuse me. They um, they ran a trip to Rocky Patel's house. So I hadn't even been to the shop before. Somebody in Milwaukee said, hey, you want to go to Rocky Patel's house? I said, dude, like uh, that's a no-brainer. Yeah, yeah I want to go to Rocky Patel's house. He told me, all right, it's $600. And I'm like, oh, for the flight? He goes, no, for everything. Jeez. That's for everything, 600 bucks. So I'm like, all right. So call this lady down at the shop that's running it. Really nice lady. Her name's Dorothy. She's the uh, two guys own it, um, Bill and uh, Lewis. Lewis is a, um older Cuban gentleman, uh, hence the name of Cuban Experience. Yeah. So. Dorothy is Bill's wife. So I go down, you know, setting up a trip for 600 bucks. I'm like, I got to go down and meet these guys. So I met all of them, really nice people. A few weeks later, we get on the plane, we get down to Honduras, and it's just awesome from the from the beginning. So everybody gets rounded up. We get into this, like, old, you could call it a bus van, maybe. It looks like something that a bunch of stoners would be traveling in in the 70s. They would like, do uh, like an old VW bus? Yeah, not quite, but along those lines. Yeah. You know, it looks like something that you'd be going to, um, what was that festival in New York? What, Woodstock? Woodstock, that's the one. Yeah, it looks like something a bunch of hippies would take over to Woodstock. Yeah. So you get in this van, and the guy who's running the show goes, all right. He goes, this cooler is full of drinks. You let me know what you need, and this box is full of cigars. Start smoking. And we smoke. <laughs> Dude, he was pushing cigars and and alcohol on us until the second we got out to go back to the airport. I remember he's like, "Hey, Mike, it's dude, it's like seven o'clock in the morning there, and we've got twelve hours of travel to get back to the United States." He goes, "Let's do a shot," and I'm like, <laughs> "I don't know, man. It's like seven o'clock on a travel day." He goes, "No, no, 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 just one." The next thing you know, dude, we're like five shots in on, yeah. the, way, on the way back to the airport, two cigars in, and it was great. 
Yeah, everybody knows that just one is never just one. See, I I had him taking, I called him Wisconsin shots, and I had him doing those the night before, so I think it was a little payback. <laughs> so what's a what's a Wisconsin shot? It's like a triple shot. <laughs> that sounds about right. Triple shot, brat, some cheese. There you go, man. The Wisconsin experience. A little Packers, a little Brewers. Ah, uh, I don't know about all that. So, um, so how long were you down there for? So, it was short, man. It was it was too short. Yeah, I think, I think like our total time there was under seventy two hours. Oh wow! Yeah, so we had three nights there, and then we left. We got in around. We got back to Rocky's house around like three or four in the afternoon on a Wednesday and we were gone by Saturday morning. Wow. So we did one day, we went through all the factories, we got to blend our own cigar and then the next day we went to the fields. So was, was that, I, I seen a picture, uh, what was it? I, I think Kent Paulson had, had one of your cigars. Now what, what, what was that all about? It had the Stogie Journal band on it. Yeah, so so we got to make those down in um, down in Rocky's house. So we go to the factory. They show us around, show us the process, and at the end of the day, they lay out all this tobacco and they say, "Okay, here's here's fillers, here's binders, here's wrappers. Go ahead and make a blend, and you'll come and you'll get it the next night." So they ended up giving you like seven cigars. So you smoke one there, and you take home a fiver. So you know the MHC. Um, had a little bit of a financial issue. Yeah. Um, so there was a lot of, dude, the people in that community are so great. Uh, everybody's just kind of throwing stuff out there to raise money. So I had a, um, a little, you know, the power balls, the fireballs, all that stuff. Yeah. So for people that don't know what it is, a fireball is like you, you sell spots for the Illinois powerball lottery. Like, you say, okay, here's the numbers, zero through nine. You know, here's five dollars for a number, and you know, you get that spot. And if you're, if that number gets pulled, then you'll win whatever cigars I'm, you know, putting up there. So I wanted to, you know, help out. So I put up a fiver of something and uh, threw in an opus in one of my blend that I made. And I, dude, I'm I'm kind of sad that I did because yeah. I gave I gave a couple to my uncle on the trip to uh trip to mexico yeah and they, they turned out so nice and i was like oh man i should have kept those <laughs> they were pretty good yeah that's uh I, I was wondering if that was a a project in the works or if that was from your trip or or what it was but i you know i, I seen kent with one and i was like hey now hold on <laughs> like, yeah i never got kent's uh like he, i asked him when he started smoking and how it was but i never got his full review of it but um, they have the blend on file, so if I want to order more, I can order more through the Cuban Experience. Oh, I see. I see what they're doing there. Yeah. Right. Uh, all right. Yeah. Let's let's have all these people that don't know what they're doing uh, throw some shit together, and if anything if, if anything hits uh, hits yep. a gold mine, that, that's ours. We're gonna we're gonna take charge. Yeah, dude. That's exactly what I thought. So they had the factory manager walk around and try your blend. So they, they let you try it without the wrapper on it. So it's just the filler in the binder. Yeah. So I think mine was like, and they had, they had 
tobacco from everywhere. I think I had um, Jalapa filler, Jalapa Lijero. So you know about the parts of the plant, right? Yeah, yeah. So Lijero is like the strongest. Yeah. So I wanted just a. I just wanted to ask Hecker. So I had three types of Lajero in the filler. And um, oh, what did I have as the binder? It was something strong. And the wrapper was an Oscuro wrapper because I needed to mellow it out a little bit. No. And so they roll it with the binder and the filler and they say, try it if you like it. Uh, then we'll roll them. And if not, we'll adjust the blend. We'll put more of this, less of that. So I'm trying it and smoking it. And I'm like, oh, it's nice. I hadn't retroed it yet. The manager comes around. He goes, do you care if I try it? So he takes it and he blows the whole thing out of his nose. And about 20 seconds later, I see his eyes just watering. He goes, oh, my <laughs> God. He goes, that is the spiciest thing I ever tasted. He goes, retro that. So I retro it. And I'm like, oh, like, it's nice. There's nothing. And then, dude, 20, like, it is like a delayed time bomb. Yeah. 20, 30 seconds later, it hits you, man. And it was the spice. Like, I was, my eyes were watering. I was sneezing. But that's what I was going for. I loved it. It was perfect. Yeah. And then they threw the Oscuro wrapper on it, and that kind of went away a little bit. And especially over time, the the flavors kind of you know mellowed out and blended together, and it it turned out to be a really good cigar. Right on. So that's I think we I think we just figured out how uh, how Rocky comes out with so many blends and and puts out so many different labels every year. Well, they're not. So the the six hundred dollars that you pay is just for the flight. Everything else is on them. So you know they got to get something out of it. Yeah, yeah. No, oh, man, that's that sounds like a really cool experience. So, uh, did yeah, did, so did you get? They're doing it again. They're doing it again this year. If you're interested, I, I so they couldn't even fill it up last year. Um, uh, in fact, we almost ran into a point where it wasn't going to happen because we didn't have enough people. Yeah, the whole thing with me now is uh, with the new job. I have no vacation time, so. Uh, well, you might have to take unpaid, dude. No, that 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 doesn't work that way. <laughs> oh no! Oh okay. No, no it's. It's it's you work or you take vacation. So oh, gotcha. yeah, gotcha. It's, I've got a uh, Tatuaje, one of the little guys on reserve. Uh, I can't remember the like Cubanita or something like that. That's funny because that's what I'm smoking. A Tatuaje. It's the red band. Oh, mine's the brown band. Nice. I like the little black bands the best. I think. Well, I just picked up a cabinet of these uh, these little brown bands. Uh, actually, me and me and Kent Paulson split the cabinet of them. So. so you knew you know Ken pretty well. Uh yeah yeah uh, we know each other through Cigar Geeks, and me and him, like when when both of us got on Cigar Geeks, because uh, I don't think we were too far apart from each other when we joined, um, but that's you know we started doing uh like the the Google Hangouts the the video chats oh. the the Google Herfs uh with with other guys, but like at that time, um like. My my first marriage just ended, and I had all the time in the world. And me and Kent and a guy named Thomas from Finland, Norway, uh, one of the Scandinavian countries out there. Um, me, Kent, and Thomas would sit on the the Google Hangouts until fucking four or five o'clock in the morning, just getting blasted, smoking cigars. No, that's fun. Oh yeah, it was it was fucking great. So yeah, we we've known each other for a while. Um, plus uh, through the 
through our our annual meetup through Cigar Geeks. Um, you know, we we've we've seen each other quite a bit. So yeah, I met Ken at the MHC party. Uh this this past uh, winter herf or. Yeah, because I had to give him the sticks that he wanted my Powerball. So, yeah, he, dude, Ken was a cool guy. Yeah, it's he he's he's a great guy. That's uh, you know, he's he's definitely supported me with this uh, from the beginning. So, he's That's he's awesome. won uh, one or two contests. I can't remember, but he used to. Uh, I used to have a cabin where where he lives. Gee, it's not the cabin where that uh where that teenage girl was found, is it? Yeah, dude. Like, dude, it's funny because so my my stepdad used to get the paper over there and he used to read it to have like a good laugh. They he would read like the crime report. Yeah. And like the biggest thing would be like, oh, somebody took the flag off my mailbox or somebody, you know, had a noise ordinance, like stupid shit. Yeah. And you know, there was so my cabin was in Cameron, Wisconsin. There was 258 people in the town or something. It was like ridiculously small as in the middle of nowhere as it really gets for Wisconsin, at least. Yeah. And now you got this huge national story out of it. Yeah, that that was that was absolutely crazy. It was sad, man. It, it, yeah. You know, what's crazy is. The thought that that dude put into it like they were saying that you know when you open your car doors those lights go on and and he even like cut wires to turn his headlights off and yeah rolled up to the driveway in neutral and it's that is a sick dude absolutely and man that girl that poor girl she's gonna be screwed up forever yeah yeah that's i i can't even imagine so anyway happier topics uh, yeah let's do it <laughs> um have you uh have you done any other trips other than uh well oh you just uh you just told me that you you were you were approved for IPCPR next year. Yeah, so the, we got this, the, this year. I got the this email year. the day I left for Mexico. Nice. Yeah, so we'll be there. We're going to be covering it with the live video. So I've been doing the live video on Instagram right now. I'm thinking about doing it on Facebook because Instagram doesn't really preserve it too well. So if you don't really tune in in the first 24 hours, you don't see it. Yeah. So I'm going to figure out what, what my best uh, best format is before we get there. But, yeah, we're excited for that. I've been traveling every month since since October. Jeez. Just busy. Yeah, well, it, dude, you got to get out of the Midwest in the winter. It's just too cold. It's too dark, too cold. Oh, I know it. Sorry. Dude, this tad is not so good. No? Uh, the flavor on it is awesome, but it is plugged. And I don't feel like going and finding my perfect draw right now. I haven't used them in a long time. Oh, that's no good. Yeah, I'm, I'm can actually considering throwing it away. That's that's not the norm for those. No, not at all, man. And if if you read my reviews, you know, I think that I'm extra hard on construction. Like, a I would rather take a shitty blend with a great draw than an awesome blend with a terrible draw. Because to me, the, the construction is really the, the beginning, you know, I don't, I would rather smoke something that's not as good, but it's easy to puff on. If I'm sitting there trying to suck on 
a cigar to get some flavor. It gives me a headache. I hate it. Yeah, that's I, I think I could agree with you there for sure. Um that's there there's been a few times where there was just no helping the draw at all. Uh that's I, I've actually uh um taken like my, my cordless drill and I would no bo- I would, you know, take take like a small drill bit and drill through the the cigar to open it up. <laughs> um and you know mo- most of the time you know if if i'm in that much peril where i need to grab the drill for one like that's that's pretty bad you know uh two like if the drill doesn't help then that's just that's unfortunate like it Dude, you said call yourself the cigar surgeon <laughs> that is hardcore no that's you know sometimes sometimes the poker doesn't get the job done no i have, mean the the, the drill bit of, the drill bit yeah. will draw out some of that tobacco as you go in so I've had plenty of uh, plenty of cheaper Cubans that have been plugged beyond perfect draw help. Yeah. But I, I've never pulled out a drill. I can say that. Yeah. That's uh, well, I mean, when you're when you're in the garage and <laughs> you have you have these things at your disposal. Dude, uh, you got a toolbox, you might as well use it. Yeah, exactly. Probably the most work that my drill gets. <laughs> So, with all this cold weather here, I still needed like a a cigar studio, so to speak, to do my reviews. So I went and bought, you know, that painter's plastic. Yeah. So I bought a bunch of that painter's plastic, and because I've got a nice porch, but it's not a it's not screened in or walled or anything. So I threw that painter's plastic up everywhere, and yep. stapled it up, duct taped it up, threw a little heater in there, and had a. Uh, had a nice little smoke lounge, but the weather was so bad. The winds had been so strong in Milwaukee this year that I was fixing it like every other day. Yeah. It was like a part-time job to keep it to keep it operational. Yeah. No, and that's uh, I, I actually just put some. Uh, I, I was going to put some plastic on the outside of my my uh, my big garage door, the overhead door, and um, I got out there with you know a bunch of a bunch of nails and this big sheet of plastic and. Uh, the, the plastic didn't hold too well with the nails. So it's like, ah, fuck it. Yeah. That was the thing. So I found that I would have to take, like, I had a cardboard box and I was cutting into strips and stapling over those strips so that the plastic would hold. Otherwise the wind was too strong. It was ripping it right out. And it was even ripping the cardboard off too. Yeah. But dude, we should do, uh, I want to come back into the lounge and, and see the improvements. We should do something fun next time I'm there. Like maybe we do like a blind cigar test like figure out if we can you know maybe we get a third party involved unban the cigars and see if we can figure out which is which like is this a cuban is this a dominican you know test our skills maybe make a little contest out of it well Put a I'll, little wager up. I'll, I'll probably fail miserably but speaking of blind um this will this will be out after uh the reviews come up anyway but so for uh on cigar geeks every month there's a, a geek critique where five different guys all review the same cigar. And most of the time, everybody knows what they are, but I like doing blind reviews. So I got a hold of uh, Lazarus from Dreams of Cuba. Dude, how cool is that guy? Ah, he, he's really cool. Like, I, I don't know if you, uh, if you checked out the episode that, that I had him on. Yeah, I listened to it, man. Um, but... Uh, you know, I got a hold of him and asked him if he'd be interested in uh, 
and sending me cigars to send out to to the other guys to do a blind review on them. Um, and he sent me five to, you know, so I, I sent one to each guy, you know, with a couple of extras. Um, and they're reviewing it blind. So I'll find out what everybody thinks of them in a couple of days here. So this is coming out after that that all goes down, this episode? Yeah, yeah. This will be out on Friday. So, so, dude, that guy is ultra generous. What did he send you? I'm curious. Uh, that's I don't know. Uh, he he actually still hasn't told me anything about the cigars that he sent me. No, uh, dude, he probably sent you king shit. Like, yeah, top notch stuff. But um, I I placed an order with him after that, and I just got four or five packs from him. And uh, he's like, "Well, what do you want?" I said, "I I don't know. Just surprise me." You know, send send me something good. Um, you know, I said I, I just want I just want to make sure I got five of the same blend that I had these guys do the blind review of, so that I could I could try them out. Um, so I got four different five packs. He sent me the barber pole. The the barber poles just look fucking phenomenal. Um, I, that's the only one that I didn't smoke so far. Yeah, that's I I haven't smoked any of them yet. Did you read my review on the one? Yeah. Well, that's the the one that you did. That was the. Uh, the, the Christmas one. Yeah, but it had the uh, the the band on it, right? Yeah, the Christmas band. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he had like a band made just for the holidays, which is awesome. You know, a lot of those guys that have their, you know, have their little shops in Florida that, you know, they're not a na- nationwide thing. A lot of those guys kind of cheap out when it comes to the bands. Dude, Lazaro, you know, does all the bells and whistles. Those be- Those bands look so professional. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's a cool guy, man. It was great to connect with him, and I'm glad that you guys guys had a great episode on the Herfcast. Yeah, that's uh, you know, thanks again for hooking us up. But that's like I said, I got I got so I got I got four different blends. Uh, plus, he sent me he sent me two bodyguards that uh, you know come from an island south of Miami. Uh, oh yeah. So <laughs> he, yeah, he, he sent me a couple of nice body cards. Um, nice. Did you get any of the? Uh, the um solomon uh three wrapper cigars from him no oh dude you got to smoke one of those that cigar was just so weird it, it, you can't compare it to anything. yeah that that that's the one that's like the crisscross pattern on the wrapper yeah. it looks like something that a scottish man would wear on his yeah, skirt yeah yeah that's those, those intrigue me um like i said like all the cigars definitely look beautiful. Uh, he, you know, he does, he does a great job. Um, like I said, I, I haven't smoked any of them yet, so I, I still can't speak to what they taste like or anything like that. But um, I'll probably have one probably this weekend or something. I don't know. Nice. It's, dude, they're very enjoyable. And, you know, his blends are ultra unique because, you know, he can't talk about some of the tobacco that's in there. Yeah, well, he he's pretty open about talking about it on Facebook, so. Oh, I know that, but yeah. for the purposes here, I just, you know, it's like um, on my trip to Mexico, I got the chance to smoke a Wonderless pre-release. Yeah, dude, where the fuck did you get that Wonderless pre-release? Dude, my uncle gave it to me. That's you want to talk about making somebody fucking jealous? Like you, you oh, made you made God. a lot of people jealous with that one. Dude, it was a great cigar. I oh, bet. Oh my God. That was, dude. And did you see where I smoked it? Uh, off the top of my head, I can't really remember. Was 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 the beach in the background there? 
So, okay, so I went to Mexico with my father-in-law, one of the coolest guys you'll ever meet. And so my uncle is actually his brother. We're just, I'm very close with him. And I'm very close with his brother, so I just call him my uncle. But um, he was always big into cigars, but when he met me, I kind of pushed him a little further. And he, he's, a, like I said, he's a successful guy, so his budget's probably a little bit more friendly than than most people's when it comes to having money for cigars. Yeah. So he's, you know, he's got top of the line stuff, stuff that you'll never see anywhere. And we were, you know, I help him get stuff every once in a while. Like there was a, a tad event that's going down here. So I got him a, um, 10, tenor of the, um, what do they call it? The potluck series. Yeah. So, you know, we're just always kind of trading stuff back and forth. So he goes here, I smoke one of them and I thought it was the best cigar. So I want to give you the other one. So we're at this resort that my father-in-law hooked us up with. It is a condo, essentially. Um, we are 25 feet from where the waves break. We're on the first story. We've got this gorgeous room. And right outside is this patio, private hot tub, pergola over top of everything, and this private pool that's shaped like a U that looks right out onto the ocean. So me and him get there, and then we say, fuck, man. Why would we even go use the pool out there? Why would we ever leave this place? Like, let's just yeah. stand here and smoke cigars all day. So <laughs> it's maybe it's 80 degrees. It's a little windy, but this thing's got some nice walls. So when you get into this pool, you can't feel the wind. The pool water was like bath water. It was, you know, it wasn't hot. It wasn't cold. It was, it was like Goldilocks, man. It was just right. So we're sitting there and I'm like, oh, I don't know what to smoke. He goes, I know what you should smoke. And he hands me a Wonderless pre-release. And I'm like, oh, shit. I'm like, fresh palate, it's about to go down. Yeah, Dude, it was. It's incredible with that, you know, because there's Cuban tobacco in that. With, yeah, that's. With other tobacco. Yeah, that's uh, kind of what everybody figured. Yeah, I mean, it's just a super unique blend. You don't, you know, I can't compare it to anything because there, there aren't cigars on the market that are like that. Yeah, yeah. But, oh, it did. We were in the perfect setting to smoke that kind of cigar. That definitely looked like it. And then we followed it up with some other really good stuff. So, what was it? Just a uh, just a pleasure trip down there, or was there uh, business behind it? Or no business, man. That was just uh, just a vacation. My so my father-in-law um, knows the owners of this condo. It's um, it's at a place, what's it called? The Grand Residences. It's in a really small fishing village in Mexico called Puerto Morelos. It's um, smack dab in the middle between Cancun and Playa. So the people that own this place, they, for a charity thing, they put it up for auction every year at a Salvation Army auction. And he always bids on it to, to support them and have something fun to do. And he just takes all of his friends. So few months back he's like hey would you have any interest in going to to around playa del carmen he's like i think it'd be great for for smoking cigars and hanging out and i was like hell yeah getting out of wisconsin in february to go smoke cigars in mexico it's a no-brainer yeah no shit yeah so yeah he hooked it up he said you know just grab your flight and i got everything else nice yeah it was great man i i think i smoked like five cigars every day i was just always smoking yeah. So, living life, dude. You still smoking the same stick? Uh, 
It just went out on me. That one's dead. I'm going to do up this little tat. All right, so I went with another tat. Have you smoked this one, the Hibaro? No, I haven't. Dude, I don't know how you spend seven bucks a better way. Unless you're buying DAV cigars, then that's a better way to do it. But <laughs> yeah. uh, this is a great, great way to spend seven bucks. Yeah, so what is the uh, what is the average price point on the DAVs? Dude, that's what's awesome is they're all really affordable smokes. They're all in the range of like seven to twelve dollars. Even their monsters six by sixties. They call that the El Presidente. Yeah. Oh, so dude, I got into uh got into firearms recently. Oh yeah. Was never was never a gun guy, but picked up a uh a little nine mil pistol recently and just been going to the range and shooting it and you know, I know a lot of guys that smoke cigars like guns and it's a blast. Yeah. Uh what uh what kind did you get? Uh Smith and Wesson. All right. Yeah, it's I, I don't know I don't know much. Uh I know I'm gonna be in the market soon. Uh but I think I'm gonna pick up a uh a uh, Springfield X D forty five is what I've got my eyes on. Um I I was gonna buy one a few years back and never got around to it basically, uh, you know, financially. So now I think that's uh that's gonna be happening sooner than later. Dude, that's cool. I dude, I don't I am know nothing about guns for the most part, but you know, um I know Springfield's a great brand. Yeah. I know well, Smith Wesson's a great brand. Well the thing about that gun for me is uh like the first time I, I held one of those, like it just the the fit in my hand was just so fucking perfect. And you know, I, I know that that's a an important aspect with a gun. So uh, it 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 fit my hand better than uh, better than most of the other guns that I've tried, so you know so for that reason alone, like that one stuck out in my head. See, I didn't know that you could like go to a range and rent a gun. I thought you had to own the gun, so I I guess I kind of made a mistake. I I kind of wanted something smaller, um, to start out with. I just felt like that would be easier to carry, easier to use. But apparently that's not completely true. So I got something called the Shield. It's yeah. um, it's a little gun. It holds like seven rounds in one clip, and the other clip's like a bit extended, so it holds eight rounds. But um, talking to the guys around the ranges, it seems like a uh, a bigger gun. They showed me the so I guess it's called a Smith and Wesson M and P Shield, and then there's just the M and P. And that's a little bit bigger. It holds like 15 or 16 rounds, and it's a thicker gun. And apparently, it's a little bit more accurate, and it's a little bit, a uh, little bit easier to use. But that's fun, man. Oh yeah, dude, going to the range is a blast. You know, uh, so many guys in this community always talked about it. So I was like, I got to give it a shot, see what it's all about. Yeah, it's uh, it it's been a while since I've been at the range. Um, I used to go. I used to go a little bit. You know, kind of, kind of on a regular basis. Um, yeah, not, not so much the past few years. So, dude, I've gone every day this week so far. And so I got to get off my ass and go get the, uh, the lifetime concealed carry before that goes the way of the dodo. Lifetime? You don't have to renew it. 
Yeah, Indiana's got a uh, lifetime concealed carry. Oh wow! So. Yeah, you better jump on that. That's not going to be around for much longer. Yeah. Any good? Uh, any good booze lately, other than the rum? Oh, let me think about it, man. Since oh, you know what? Great tequila, great tequila. So I've been hanging out with um, some guys in Milwaukee. They're um, in the Mexican community, Hispanic community. And they introduced me to a tequila called Rio Azul. You ever see a bottle on a shelf? It looks like it's ceramic, white and blue. Yeah, that's I've seen it. Dude, it's I don't even know what it costs. They paid for it, but it's like they had to get like a ladder to get up to it at this one bar. It's incredible. <laughs> it's it doesn't even taste like alcohol. Uh, that's that's fine. I it it doesn't matter to me because I I don't touch tequila. I don't touch it with a ten no. foot pole. Nope. It's, you uh, up too much. Red Bull vodka, or what is it? Jaeger bombs. What are those things called? Uh, Jaeger bombs. That's Red Bull and um, Jaeger. And Jaeger. Uh, yeah. Dude, those those my night never ends up good. I always yeah. feel sick in the morning, and I'm always like, huh, what happened? I'm I'm happy to say that it's been uh, at least a decade since I've had one of those. So. I can't remember the last time I did it. I think it was college. Oh. Oh, you know, you know what? When I was living in Minnesota, I did this thing called a bear fight. You ever do a bear fight? No. So a bear fight is a Irish car bomb and a Jaeger bomb all combined. That just sounds like pure vomit. Exactly. Well, it's like a like you feel like a bear is fighting <laughs> in your stomach. <laughs> Yeah, no thanks, dude. I mean, that's if you're if you're looking for like a quick buzz. That's I, I don't. I don't think I'm ever that hard up to get a quick buzz to do that to myself. <laughs> and Minnesotans know how to party. Yeah, well, I mean, they got to figure something out in that fucking tundra up there. You, dude, you, we think it's bad where we're at, man. And it's a whole nother level of cold out there. Yeah, just look, just looking at pictures that the MHC is posting. Um, you know, yeah, no thanks, no thanks at all. Um, it's uh, Dan from Zebrahead. Uh, he was on my my last episode. Um, he he spent a couple of years in Minnesota when he was a kid. Uh, he was seven when he came over from England, and then. They, you know, they moved to Minnesota from England, and then, uh, when they were nine, they moved to California. So oh, at least, okay. so at least he got out early. But you know, he yeah. he was telling me he remembers he remembers the winter, you know, and uh, yeah, fuck that. <laughs> Dude, I remember one time. So my so when I graduated high school in Jersey, two days later, my mom moved to Minnesota. She like knew she wanted to go, and she was going like that. So when I came home from college, I would go to Minnesota. Yeah. So I got into snowboarding a few years before that. And there was a little, they called it a mountain, but it wasn't a mountain. It was like a hill with some slopes on it. Yeah. And I used to, it was like 20 minutes from where she lived, but it was on this weird back road. So I used to go out there when I was home from college. I had like a college pass, could go for like 20 bucks after four o'clock. So one day I'm heading out there. It's just almost dark. And I see this like mountain of snow. It's almost like a jump, like in between the road. And there's a dude 
sitting maybe 50 yards back on a snowmobile and I'm driving down the road and this dude starts going and I'm like, no way. What is this guy going to do? So right as I crossed this little jump that he has, it was a jump and he jumped over a fucking suburban that I was driving, cleared it (laughs) on a snowmobile and scooted away into the woods. Like he was just waiting for a car to come by to jump over and he picked a suburban. (laughs) Oh, that's interesting. Uh, Dude, they're like you said, they just gotta figure out something to do out there. Yeah. No help. We got snow, we got a road. Well, <laughs> Let's jump some cars. <laughs> your, your suburban is probably on a an, an obscure YouTube video right now. Oh <laughs> maybe. <laughs> That's uh so I I missed it. I can't remember uh I can't remember what you lit up. Oh, so now I'm on the um Oh it was another uh, it was another tat. Tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, tat released this I want to say like fall of 2018. So not that long ago. All right. It's good. I think they released like four or five cigars in the line, but this one is like the Robo. And I think they have a Corona too. And it just works so well. It's got a shaggy foot on it. It's a Criollo wrapper. Yeah. So, uh, did you do anything? Did you do anything with Stogie Journal for uh, like your your favorite cigar of the year, or, or no? So we're just too new. Uh, I don't think we were ready for that, uh, but we're definitely going to be releasing a 2019 list. So we we don't have that many cigars reviewed this year, uh, like p- published. But I've reviewed probably ten sticks already, and they're all released between like November 2018 and like yesterday. So we'll get those posted up in the next couple months. And, uh, you know, we're going to be constantly releasing more. So we'll have our list, you know, December of 2019. So, uh, did you have a standout favorite for 18 or no? (sighs) You know, when you ask me the first cigar that comes to mind is that La Creme 2018. Yeah. Um, you're just talking 2018 releases, right? Not cigars I reviewed in 2018. Oh, just in general. Let me think on it for a second. Because that Lacram was really good. The Sin Compromiso was friggin' awesome. I really um, got to try that one. You haven't had it yet? No. So I know where to get. Uh, what is it? What's the largest size they make? It's like a 56. Dude, if you want one, they've got a box in a shop near me. It's overpriced, though. Yeah. I don't know. I'd have to think about it. Um, yeah, it, it, it's it's a great cigar. How how overpriced? Um, how overpriced is it? Is it overpriced but still worth it? Or so I'll put it this way: I smoked the Unicorn this year too. I reviewed it. I would have rather smoked half the Sin Compromiso. Yeah, the Unicorn was still a great cigar. Um, but there was like nothing that made it a hundred dollar cigar. I, you know, it was, I I mean, we reviewed it really well. It had a four or 4.5. It was, you know, was, um, it was a sexy looking cigar. The construction was great. The flavors on it were good. Uh, it was complex, but dude, throw that unicorn van on the sin compromise. So, Yeah. 
the HVC um, Edition Especial 2018 Corona was a great cigar, too. Yeah. We gave that a four out of five. All right. Uh, what else? Oh, dude, you know what? I know what it is. I know what my favorite was. You want to take a guess? I'm not going to be anywhere in the fucking market, man. All right. It's something that I never talk about. Avo. Really? Yeah. Huh. Okay, so Avo released the 30-year Redux 22. Yeah. You remember that one? It's like a Perfecto. Yeah. I love that cigar, man. I loved it. That's interesting because, I mean, most of the time it's more more hype and price than, than quality there. So that cigar, I think I paid – no, no, I'll tell you what the um, the MSRP. I paid like 15-something for the stick. Um, so MSRP was two eighty nine for a canister and nineteen. Hold on, let me do some. Let me do some quick math. Yeah. And by quick math, I mean calculator. Yeah, that's. Um, I don't know. I haven't had. I haven't had too much. Uh, too much greatness out of Abo, but I mean, I haven't had uh, too much of the uh, limited edition or anything like that. But. So that cigar cost fifteen dollars and twenty one cents at MSRP. And I think that the shops are pretty on point with that. Like I said, I remembered paying 15 something for it. Um, so they were, you know, Avado, uh, Avo is owned by Davidoff, Avado. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, they released their, Davidoff released their 50 year at the same time they released the Avo 30 year 20, Redux 22. And I think I smoked those like, maybe like three days apart for reviews. The Davidoff 50 year was a great cigar, but for me, you don't just decide to make a 50 year anniversary cigar. You know, that's something that you've, you've had, like you always knew you were going to do that. Yeah. Um, It's a milestone. And and to me, it tasted like like it was really kind of thrown together and underage. Like you could, I mean, we still scored it really well. It was still a a good cigar, Um, but for Davidoff, for being like a, I think it was like close to forty dollars, like a thirty-seven dollar cigar. Yeah, you uh, you you kind of are expecting, you know, a five out of five there. Um, But it was really grassy, really barnyardy. There was a lot of flavors going on, but it seemed like it just wasn't up to its potential. Yeah, it just, you know, that's a cigar that should have been made five years ago and sat on a shelf for five years uh, for the blend to kind of really sit there and, you know, um, come together. Yeah. You know, now on the other end, Avo 30 year, $15 stick, still got that sexy perfecto look to it. Um, You know, really beautiful cigar. And it was just, it was a a flavor explosion. Uh, It was so smooth. There was no bitterness to it. The smoke got creamy. Uh, you got that toasty notes to it. You got those nutty notes to it. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to sit here and look at my notes real quick. All right. So it's got the nutty notes. Now, what's the uh, rundown on the uh, blend? So blend was Dominican filler, Dominican binder, and an Ecuadorian sun-grown wrapper. Sounds familiar. Yeah. Let me let me give you the blend notes on the Davidoff. Well, no, I'm thinking the uh, the one you were talking about earlier, the what, DVA. 
Oh, the DAV, yeah, the D- D- DAV. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, same kind of blend, man. Ecuadorian. So they use Ecuadorian Connecticut and um, Ecuadorian Habano 2000. So with Dominican filler and Dominican minor. So, yeah, you're right. It's right there. Yeah, it's, I'm, but, gu- I'm guessing uh, it's got something to do with the uh, whatever Dominican tobacco they're using there for that nuttiness. So, yeah, you're right. So here's another thing, because I noticed the nuttiness on the DAV, uh, the Davidoff 50th. They had Dominican filler, Dominican Olor binder, and Ecuadorian Habano wrapper. DAV's Aristocrat is the same same thing. Dominican filler, Dominican Olor binder, and Ecuadorian Habano wrapper. The only difference is the uh, wrapper on the DAV is Ecuadorian uh, Habano 2000. And you know the difference? Uh, what do you mean by difference? So Ecuadorian Habano, Ecuadorian Habano 2000. Uh, well, I, I'm guessing just the uh, the year produced. So the Habano 2000 is a little bit of a thinner wrapper. It's um, it's like in between a Habano and a Connecticut. Okay. So it's a little it's a little different. Um, hopefully I I didn't short the notes on this Davidoff 50th because I I do believe it's two different wrappers there. But yeah, I mean, I think you know you see these companies that are successful and then. Um, you know, have been successful for a really long time. And then you look at DAV, they're doing all the same things and they're doing them even better than David or Alvo. I mean, yeah. I would rather, I would rather smoke the DAV uh, aristocrat than the David 50th uh, hands down. That's a pretty bold statement. Dude, I'll get you one. And have you, have you smoked the David 50th? No. I'll get you one of each and you can tell me what's better. Um, Blind, preferably. Well, I think the Vitola will give it away. Well, that's I, I won't look anything into it. Uh, I'm not sure on the the Vitola of either one of them, so I'll I'll stay ignorant to that fact. I won't look either one of them up, and we'll we'll try to do it like that. Let's do it, man. That'll maybe we should do it live on the show. Hey, if if I've got. Like if we could set it up that way, that would be fucking awesome. Uh, but like as far as that goes, like my scheduling, I could I could basically tell like by week what shift I'll be on, whether I'm on seven to three or three to eleven, eleven to seven. So if we could plan it for a week that I'm on uh, days seven to three, then I mean we could definitely set something up like that. Dude, you're like a two-hour drive away from me. We can definitely set it up. It's just a matter of me finding a Davidoff 50th. Yeah. Well, that's. Well, I would say I'd, I'd keep an eye out for it, um, but that would give away the, the Vitola. No, no. I will I mean, I can definitely get one. I just got to figure out who has them. Yeah, I, I like the sound of that. I, I like the sound of that experiment there. Dude, that would be fun. That, that would be fun for the listeners, I think. I think that would be all around a great experience. And I, I think the way we would have to do that is I would smoke one first before we started recording, and then uh, smoke the second one while recording because that would be like a that'd be like a three four hour episode there. Right. Or what you could do is you could light one when the episode starts, smoke it for like fifteen twenty minutes, and then put it down, 
and then like the other one smoke that for 15 or 20 minutes and then you're gonna like the dav better so dav so then you would just finish with that one <laughs> all right and then we could we could take the other one and uh you, you know we could smoke that after we're done yeah, i'm sure we'll figure something out there so that would be fun though yeah absolutely so it definitely sounds like a plan yeah man you're not far away so whenever you know i can i can work with a a very uh fast schedule well that's awesome that's uh i i wish i could return the favor that way <laughs> not a problem man i think this is the third time you've had me on here uh second i believe we did that um Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Did the crown the, hands review? Yeah, exactly. Jericho so. Hill Lancero, right? Yeah, yeah. That was fun. That was fun. That was over the summer, wasn't it? Yeah. Or, or, or like September. Oh shit, dude! Th- this goes back to my my goldfish memory. Um, I remember it was when I was gluten free. Yeah. I was like gluten free for like six months. Uh just trying it out or health reasons or what? So I, uh, I hadn't really bad heartburn all the time and I was gaining too much weight. So I said, I'm going to go gluten-free. I'm going to stop eating wheat. I'm going to stop drinking beer, um, to lose weight, not to get rid of the heartburn. I didn't realize that that could be a thing, but almost overnight the heartburn went away. So went gluten-free, um, you know, cold Turkey, just like that. Didn't have any gluten. Once a month, I would cheat and have a pizza, and uh, it was painful. Yeah. And didn't do it for a few months, and then I went to Disney, like I was telling you, with my in-laws. And my favorite part about Disney is the food. The food in Epcot is amazing, and the resort that I stay at is the Animal Kingdom Lodge. The South African food is great, and the non-bread there is out of this world. So I said, I'm just going to deal with the pain because – it would be more painful for me to look at that food and not eat it. Yeah. <laughs> no, so, yeah. So day one, I went crazy. I ate more gluten than, than one could see. I was eating rolls. I was eating non bread. I was eating sandwiches, no heartburn, no nothing. Yeah. So day two kept doing it. Day five kept doing it. Come home. No problem. So I think like all I needed was like a little gluten break. Yeah, just like a a reset, right? So like a six six months gluten reset. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's uh, like when I when I do keto, I, I I really need to get back on it. But uh, you know, I I notice so many um, you know, like you said, like heartburn, uh, general aches and pains, and grogginess and shit like that. Like when when I'm when I'm doing uh, the keto, uh, I've got none of that. So yeah, I feel like you wake up fresher too. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like it's but, easier to get out of bed in the morning when you're not eating all that crap. Yeah, but uh, it just tastes so fucking good. See, dude, I'm Italian, so I was like a walking oxymoron. <laughs> like, what you, like I would go to my mom's house, and she'd be like, "Gluten free." She goes, "That's not, that's nothing. That's not real." And she'd be like, uh, "She'd be like, what? Are, what are you even talking about? What is that? What is gluten free?" Yeah, and I'm like, I don't. I don't eat wheat. And she goes, that's all right. I'll make you pasta. I'm like, no. I'm like, that's got gluten in it. Yeah. So, dude, I found one one good pasta um, 
so like gluten-free pasta kind of sucks. It's like quinoa, like you said, ancient grains, brown rice, stuff like that. But there's actually a gluten-free pasta that I found at an Italian market down the street from Italy. Like there's not even English on the box. And it, it was really hard to tell the difference. But um, I don't have to worry about that anymore. I'm back to the gluten life. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, see, so I do have to worry about the uh, about the diet again because I'm back to the fat life. So, uh, the fat life's a good life, man. Uh, you know, it, it, it's it's bittersweet. It, it's got its ups and downs for sure. So. Dude, you got to look at it like like 300 years ago. Guys like us, we were sexy. Yeah, and hey, yeah. you know, you got a belly 300 years ago. That was in man. You was, you were rich. You were rich, uh, but now it's uh, if you got a belly, you're, you're poor uh, because you can't afford to eat the the healthy stuff. No, man, you just love life. Yeah, you know, it, it, it's all perspective, and you know, it, it perspective and choice. Because yes, you, you could get you get fat in a more healthy way, I guess, uh, or you could be fat in a super unhealthy way. So, well. You're looking at it very negatively. You got to look at it like this. So, my reason for loving cigars is I love experiencing different flavors. There's there's only one food that I dislike the taste of. There's foods that I don't prefer, but there's only one food that I absolutely can say that I don't like. And that is sea urchin. I I dislike the taste of sea urchin. Never tried it. So from what I hear, so I had sea urchin in a pretty decent sushi place in New York City. But from what I hear, you have to grab it live and have it have it like cleaned right in front of you. Yeah. Otherwise, it's not going to be good. So I would try it again if I was in the right place. But, man, I just love tasting different things. And that, that's why I love cigars so much. And it's also why I like liquor so much, you know. We got all these rums. They've got all these different portfolios to them. Same with cigars. Same with you know whatever food comes your way. So now, touching on liquor again, um, I, I'm getting the sense that you are more when it comes to cigars. You're more of a rum drinker than anything else with cigars. Um, yeah, you know that's tough. I go through phases. I think um, I love rye whiskey. But I didn't drink rye whiskey for a while, being gluten free, because there's gluten in rye. So I, I jumped off of that. I would drink it sometimes, but um, I like High West all their rye. They they do some really great stuff. But if I had to, you know, if you were gonna say you can have one type of alcohol for the rest of your life, that's it. It would be rum for me. Yeah. There's a there's a lot to do with it, um, especially like. I don't know. You're not going to take scotch and put it into a lot of mixed drinks. You know, you might put it into Manhattan. Uh, you know, I can't really think of anything else you do with it. Rocks, neat. Rum, you can put into so many different things. You can, you know, you can make a mojito. You can make a rum runner. You can make a rum and coke. You know, you got simple, complex drinks. And if you get the right rum, you can drink it neat. You can drink it on the rocks. Yeah. I don't it's know. Versatile. I guess with that, like, I, I think I'd still have to... Oh no! I I think I would at at this point I would probably pick bourbon. 
bourbon and rind that you know they're they're very similar i just bourbon to me is a little too sweet which is funny that i like rum yeah rum is a sweet drink but i don't know i prefer the spiciness of rye over the sweetness of bourbon i think it's just different in rum the sweetness yeah i don't know um uh, speaking of that uh I guess I could go ahead and plug. Uh, I was on. I was on another podcast. Um, actually, it, it'll be coming up this Sunday. Um, this Sunday is when the episode's coming out, but it's called uh, the Bearded Idiots. I've heard of that. Yeah, they do. Uh, they do whiskey reviews. Yeah. But uh, are they out of Indiana? No, no, they're Texas. Oh, okay. But the episode. Did you do that call in, or did you go physically over there? Oh shit! I wish. <laughs> no, we 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 just uh, we we skyped it. Um, oh cool. But uh, episode forty-two of the Bearded Idiots is the episode that I'm on, and that comes out Sunday. But they do uh, whiskey reviews, and then they you know they just bullshit afterwards, and it's a good show. It's it, it's fun. Uh, it's it's one of the few shows that that I support on Patreon. Um, you know, helping them, helping them, uh, fund their, their podcast, <laughs> but that's nice, man. uh, they're, they're, they're nearing the end of a full, like Buffalo trace series. So they're on like week, like 18 or 19 of Buffalo trace whiskeys. So uh, new to me, I didn't know Buffalo trace had more than one whiskey. Yeah. That's like that. That brand has so many so many names underneath it. Like I, th- oh. I think I think they I think they said that there's like somewhere around twenty five. Really? Yeah, but, but I mean they're not, they're not Buffalo. They're not all named Buffalo. No, Trace, no. Right? You, you got like Blanton, Z H Taylor. Uh, oh, they own those. Yeah. Uh, oh. I think Eagle Rare. May if not Eagle Rare H and H, one of those two, maybe both. But. Dude, these are all whiskeys that I drink. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, that's a that's a pretty entertaining show. I had a good time uh, doing that with them. Uh, I was actually talking. Drink some whiskey on there. Um, well, they they do their they do their review, so they taste something at at the start and review it, uh, give the rundown of it. Uh, since I I didn't have the same whiskey that they were drinking, so I just poured myself some Woodford Reserve. That's not a bad whiskey. The rye or the bourbon? Uh, the bourbon. Oh, uh, nice. I I haven't had their rye. Their rye. I have had their malt. The malt's really good. Their rye, I drank it at a. <coughs> excuse me. I drank their rye at a bar around here. It's very reasonably priced, and it's a very good whiskey. Yeah, uh, I said I've only had two of them so far. You know, as far as uh, Woodford Reserves goes. But uh, yeah, they've they've both been on point, man. They they've been they've been good. So. And you were saying that Taylor, what's it called? Like E J Taylor. E H E H Taylor. I like that whiskey a lot. Yeah, that's a, that that's one that I haven't tried. So. I bought a bottle of it because my fiance's name is Taylor, so I thought it was like fitting. Oh yeah. So. But yeah, uh, if anybody likes whiskey and. You know, whiskey reviews. Check out the Bearded Idiots. Uh, it's three guys in Texas reviewing whiskey and you know talking some bullshit. Um, I, uh, 
Uh, actually, they they use a cigar box in in most of their pictures that they that they put the bottle on top of. Oh, cool. Um, and if I remember correctly, it's a box of Oliva Serie G Maduro. Dude, I knew it was Oliva. Yeah, uh, Oliva Serie G Maduro. I think is is what the box is. If I remember off the top of my head, because I had to ask them because they put their they put their logo over the uh, the end of the box. Are you sure it's not Serie V? Uh it might be, but I'm I'm not sure because like the one of the guys smokes cigars on a regular occasion, the other two, not so much. But I was actually talking to uh, Curtis uh, from the show before we started tonight. Uh, he was almost going to make a guest appearance, but we're uh, we're going to do something else. So. Oh, cool. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Siri G, I don't I didn't know if they made a Siri G Maduro. I almost lit up a Siri G tonight. Yeah. It it a box it, press Churchill. Yeah, it, it could just be Siri G and the Maduro might just be sticking out of my mind. But Yeah, I think that they I know they do a Siri V Maduro, so that Oliva Milano. They do a Maduro and that. Yeah. That's I had uh had a Milano when I did the show with Dan from uh, Zebrahead. Oh, okay. That's a great cigar. That it was is. one of the cigars it that is. made me fall in love with cigars. Is it really? Yeah. That was my first. So I think I said it on here last time. I smoked nothing but Ashton Classic for the longest time. And then I was like, should I want to treat myself to something different, something a little more expensive? So I went with the Serie B Maduro, and it blew my mind. And that's kind of why I made Stogie Journal. Yeah, yeah. All right, man. Uh any any plugs? Anything you uh, you want to get out there while we finish this up? I think we've said it all, man. All right. Um, well, all your social media. Yeah, so it's um, Stogie Journal on Instagram. Um, people can follow my personal Instagram, especially to see where Dav cigars are at. Um, that would be it's M A. My last name, which is Burnham, B-U-R-N-H-A-M, the number two. And uh, you can add me as a friend on Facebook, Michael Burnham. Uh, there, If you see a guy with that name smoking a cigar, it's probably me. So, <laughs> you know, add me there and uh, keep up with Stogie Journal. See where DAV cigars are. You know, we're, we got a lot going on right now between Stogie Journal and DAV cigars and Dude, I can assure you that DAV cigars will be very popular, will be something people will really want to get their hands on. They won't be sold online anywhere, uh, ever. Um, they're only going to be an in-store thing. So, you know, keep your eyes peeled. See what shops near you have them. I mean, I'm, I'm going to be handling the Midwest sales. So, you know, as long as I'm doing my job, they're going to be, you know, in Indiana, Illinois, wisconsin minnesota that's where we're going to start and we're going to see where it goes from there and i'm excited man it's 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 going to be a fun trip right on man that's i'm i'm definitely happy for you i'm glad uh i'm glad you're you're, you're taking that step yeah thanks man yeah we'll we'll see where it goes and like i said they're very fantastic cigars extremely unique and you know we'll get you we'll get you smoking some you can smoke one on here yeah let people know what you think about it and you know, if we get the Herfcast um, approval, well, you know, that would be a huge, huge thing for us. All right, man. Right on. 
So, all right, dude. Uh, until next time, I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure we'll be talking soon. Uh, we'll we'll set something up when you're in town, and we'll go from there. Sounds good, Brian. You have a great night, man. All right, dude. Take it easy. Later. So there you have it. So check out all of Michael's stuff. I've got the links in the description of the episode, as well as my links as well. So don't forget check out the website and you know if you feel like I deserve it check out the Patreon links, uh, look at the past episodes whatnot. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review on whatever platform you listen to. Um, iTunes is probably the most prominent uh, to support me on. Um, that's basically what every, everything else goes off of. So um, you know, but whatever platform you're using works for me. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening, everybody, and don't forget to check out Brain Invaders by Zebrahead. Uh, that comes out March 8th, I believe, and if you're in the Chicago area, they will be playing at 350 Fest, August 24th in Tinley Park. 